0: Welcome to Someplace for Everybody, where we talk about belonging and being a human in our bodies, and living in and learning to love our bodies. I'm your host, Carly Someplace. This podcast is brought to you by Someplace Images, boudoir for everybody. You can see the full show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Now, let's change some self-perspectives. y'all, this is Carly Someplace and I'm so excited to introduce you to my very dear friend, Tina Rushing, who is the co-founder of Punk Rock Saves Lives um, and like my partner in crime in so many different things. <laughs> so Tina, my dear, um, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and a tiny bit about Punk Rock Saves Lives and then I want to tell everybody about what we're partners in crime in. <laughs>
1: Hi. Yes, I'm I'm so excited. Um, hi, um, I'm Tina Rushing. I am a co-founder of Punk Rock Saves Lives. We are a nonprofit that uses the punk rock community, um, music communities of all kinds of sorts to do good. So we focus on wellness and equality and we go to music festivals and concerts and we put on shows and we do that all to promote doing more in your community, which I think is pretty cool. Yep. And I just kind of have found myself here. I uh, I don't know. I have a musical background, which works out, I guess. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yep. I have uh 10 plus years in community theater experience, which is how I ha- I've done so much with nonprofits and different things like that, which is how I've kind of come to this um
0: mm-hmm. place in my life. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And I got to be on the ground with you at Punk Rock Bowling this year, and it was like so intense. Also so hot. We were in Vegas. And it was it was yeah. melting temperatures, so that was fun. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I put you to work. I really did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I put you to one of our hardest festivals, um, mostly because it's the our best. It's one of our best festivals to be in because right. people at Punk Rock Bowling are just so. You, I mean, you witnessed it yourself. Yeah. People are just constantly. What is this? Yes, Punk Rock Saves Lives did say like
0: Punk did save my life. Yeah, exactly. It was it was such a cool experience. I've just never felt so like immediately accepted into a community of people and meeting new people, even just the other people that we were volunteering or that were volunteering with me um that were volunteering for you and like everybody else that was in the nonprofit tent with us was so cool and like, oh my gosh, we had so much fun we it was a struggle to stay hydrated for. <laughs> I- Three straight <laughs> yeah. days, like I don't. I honestly think about it, and I'm like, I don't know if I've ever drank that much water in in that short of a time period, and was still.
1: Not peeing. Not peeing. I didn't
0: pee until like 10 p.m. every night. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's what, um, Pedialite is my friend. Yeah, Pedialite for <laughs> sure. Is, is
1: my best friend, but it is, it is, um, that's why I like, I wasn't a huge punk rock fan. I, I like some things like Gaslight Anthem and I liked like Vlogging Molly, but that wasn't my main source of music, right? In my everyday life. Um, and then I started meeting people in the punk community and, the ridiculous like nature of every person who they're true to themselves and they automatically accept you and love you and you are family is yeah. kind of out of control. I've never, the, I don't, I honestly don't believe there's another music genre out there that the people are that way.
0: I, 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 I don't really think so either. Like I, I listen to a lot of music. Like my musical tastes are all over the board. And like, and so specifically at punk rock bowling, I was super excited to see Street Light Manifesto, who is obviously more ska, (laughs) which is something that I listen to versus like over punk and everything like this, which is so funny because even at punk rock bowling, everybody was like, Oh, like what band are you so excited to see? And I was like, I don't listen to punk music. I know I look like I do because I have blue hair, but (laughs) (laughs) but it was just like it was it was so much fun and it was it was definitely intense. And so for those of you who don't know what punk rock saves lives does at the majority of music festivals is you you're there as a volunteer I was there as a volunteer obviously Tina's you know running things um but we were registering people for the bone marrow donor uh, donor list and so you get people to sign up if they're eligible and get them to swab the insides of their cheeks and then from there everything is shipped out and if they're a match which it's one in a hundred correct
1: So it's a little, yeah, they're a little funny. So one out of a hundred people will definitely get a phone call that they are a potential match to um, donate to someone, but it like really shakes down to one out of 500 people. So one out of five phone calls Mm -hmm. um, is going to actually donate, is actually going to get to the process to donation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. So we swabbed oh and registered over 300 people during punk rock bowling yeah yeah so so in theory maybe maybe one of those people will go all the way through of being a donor but I also thought it was so cool because we met quite a few people who were like hey you guys registered me a few years ago and I donated and I got a call and like that was so cool to see just the the people who came back and they were like this is so cool or other people who were like, hey, I want to become a donor because I lost somebody. Or yeah. even people like that young girl who came up and lost her dad. And she was like, right. he couldn't get a donor, so I want to come and I want to be a donor. And you and I were yeah. both crying. He, he signed up on his birthday. <laughs> on like his birthday. Was... Oh, yeah. Everybody was there for his birthday. his yeah, it was family. a
1: birthday, like, memory celebration. And, and she all of his up friends, yeah. Everybody yep.
0: came to Punk Rock Bowling and she signed up on his birthday. That was phenomenal like so it's, cool it's
1: those it's really those moments I um and I'll be really quick there's the one that I've had that I still think of every day we were at Bonnaroo and my mother came up and was like this is so neat my son is alive today because someone signed up at a concert in at Red Rocks in Colorado and we are a Denver based nonprofit right um we've been signing up my husband and I we've been signing up people for over 10 years yes so we signed like People that we know signed up someone who had that donor to save that kid's life, and he actually came to our booth, and it was a real like. I feel that's like the best kind of experience. You got to meet someone who's actually alive today because something we
0: did. That's, uh it, oh, it just gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it gives me chills. It's it's so amazing, and and punk rock saves lives does a lot a lot a lot within so many different communities obviously someplace images and punk rock saves lives together mm-hmm. we you know go back and forth and we bounce ideas off of each other and I'm I'm so thankful and grateful for our relationship and and that all just happened because you came into my life as a brand ambassador which is a whole other story
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it, and it, that's the best part it's like I didn't know you
0: three no. I, I literally, uh, you were, so when I brought on my 2020 ambassador team, not knowing what 2020 was going to be like, when I brought on my 2020 ambassador team, you were the only person that I hadn't met in person. And I was like, oh, she's just too cool to like say no to. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was, I have to say,
1: so Carly has this whole like application process to become ambassador <laughs> and I was looking at it and I was like, huh, that'd be cool. And I started writing and I wrote a butt ton. I'll be like, I just oh my kept gosh, going. so much pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just kept writing and I, cause I was like, I'm super emotional. I didn't realize how emotional I would get talking about stuff yeah. until I was like a paragraph in and I was like, oh, well, I'm committed now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. I'm committed now. Carly knows everything about me from this application. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. And then I forgot about it. Cause it was such a long time. Um, I didn't realize like what I wrote. Right. Truly. And then it was like one of those moments where you were like, yeah, I I read it. I let someone else read it. And we were like, we had to. And I was like, what did I do?
0: (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) What did I say? Oh, well, this is where we are. (laughs) I mean, I just, I loved your ambassador application and we can, we can probably chat a little bit about what was in there because I just think you're such a phenomenal human and an inspiration to so many women. So, you know, I love you. <laughs> I, thanks. I love you too. Obviously we're still here today. <laughs> we're still here today. It's true. It's very true. But so one of the other things that Punk Rock Saves Lives that does that I love is you guys have your online communities as well. Um, and yeah. so you have obviously like your bigger Punk Rock Saves Lives fan pages and group where you guys get, you know, volunteers and different things like mm-hmm. that um, to help out. For all of these festivals or smaller private events and different things like that, which is amazing. And it's such a cool community community to be in. But one of my favorite things that you guys are such an advocate for is mental health. Yes. which is absolutely huge and i i love that you have your mental health community and then who i've already had on the co- uh, on the podcast yes. alex um alex is the head of your sober community so yes. i think that it's so amazing that you have these online support groups for mental health and sobriety that go along with the rest of your mission statement of doing good in your community and you're building those communities and you're getting to expand those communities and be inclusive with those communities and like i just just like want to kiss the ground you walk on on a daily basis because i think you're so cool <laughs> and i'm so proud of everything that you're doing and, and watching these communities grow, specifically it's within the last crazy. couple years, because Punk Rock just Saves Lives just celebrated their second official birthday. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I feel like with where you're at, you've been, you know, around forever. But it's it's still, you're still in your baby phases. Of, yeah, of- we're,
1: we're still, that's why I'm always like, I always go, oh, our little nonprofit, our little, but like, we're. We're bigger than my brain thinks we are, and yeah. that we probably should be, because we're our just second year, and our first year was pandemic.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It was 100%. We weren't out doing stuff. We weren't out in the world. We were
0: virtually in the world, if right. you will. Virtually in the world. And and I'm going to throw this out there, because I know a lot of people who are interested in working in nonprofits and all this other stuff. Tina, I am so very proud of you, because you went full-time this year, with yep. punk rock saves lives, and I think that that is a huge accomplishment, um, and I'm so proud of you. And I think that that speaks volumes about how successful your communities are, and these events that you guys put on, and all of these other things. And I think that it's so amazing that you can be full time and be able to dedicate your passion to this. And I'm I'm again so proud of you. So. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I'm, Um, I'm still in shock.
0: <laughs> it, understandable. I, understandable.
1: I still feel like I need to be working 5,000 jobs, but that's who I am as a person. And I never put in like running a nonprofit. I really am doing multiple jobs. I'm there right. running the background. Um, I do all of our, like, I obviously, I do all of our website stuff. Eventually I would love to not, yep. <laughs> but I, I, I do all the background things to make us operate. And then like we do the mental health and things like that. And I'm lucky to have people on my team, like Alex, who I don't have to do anything, anything in the recovery support, especially because I'm not right. I don't think anyone who's not in recovery should run a recovery. I absolutely
0: agree with that. Yes, correct.
1: Um, so it's nice to have people on my team who I can actually trust to, like, just run it.
0: Yeah, it's so, so amazing. And then while we're still talking about Punk Rock Saves Lives, before we talk about us being partners in crime, I want you to talk about your husband a little bit. The Rob Rover Rushing.
1: Out of I like to call my husband, like, a D-list celebrity. And he's really... It's like it's out of love. It really is. It's, like, slightly mocking and he knows it. Can I say it to his face? <laughs> but it's it's out of love because he made that. Like I'm so proud of he's made who he is. Right. right. Yes. Um. And to say like punk rock is a do it yourself. Rob is like the epitome of what that is. Yeah. Uh, over ten years ago, he was a golf pro.
0: Right. So like I didn't even, know that. <laughs> no. like there's picture that Rob was a golf pro. That's what he did. I just can't <laughs> with his baby mohawk. Like I can't picture
1: him. I, I ha- like. I just want people to know, like. Where how he goes golfing now, which is less because he's always on tour or doing right. stuff. Yeah, it's like polo shirt, golf pants, studded belt, right? <laughs> Chain. Like he's still like. It's like he, golf- he was.
0: He was a he- punk golf. golf pro, is what you're telling me. Yeah,
1: he was a yeah a golf. That's what he was. Um, and he lost a good friend. Um, and it wasn't to like a bone cancer, but he lost a good friend. Uh, like in his forties, right? Which is right. Way too young to lose Way too young. And his favorite band when he was younger. And like uh, my husband is in his 50s. So we'll just, because some of these, like uh, the band reference is a little dated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. His favorite band was The Alarm when he was in high school. And I mean, like he has a senior photo that has him in an Alarm t-shirt. Favorite band. Absolutely loved it. Um, They're great people. And they did a documentary of them going to Mount Everest. And they started a charity called Love Hope Strength, where their whole mission was to sign people up for the National Bone Marrow Registry, which is why we have such an affinity for it. Yes. And he just called them afterwards going, hey, how do I help? And they kept saying, we don't have any job openings. We're a new baby nonprofit like we are now. And he's like, "I, I didn't say I want a job. How do I help? What can I do? Right. What can I do? And he became their first volunteer. He became their first like volunteer lead. He would lead shows in Nashville where he was living. And a year later, they called and asked him to join the team. Yeah.
0: And that's that's what I mean. Like,
1: Yeah, that's all because he wanted to help. And then from there, he's been on tour with all these bands. He is such a positive force. He generally loves to help. Like right now, he's on tour with uh, Municipal Waste and Circle Jerks. Mm -hmm. and he's just driving them like he just had the opportunity to drive them to make some extra money for us and to like lay groundwork to do bigger tours with like circle jerks because that would be huge for us yep um and he keeps telling me that he's like he loves it and he loves being with the people and he's made good connections and we have some exciting news for the future but he's bored (laughs) 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 because he's not activating he's not Standing people up. He's not talking to the
0: crowd. He's not doing his Rob thing. Right, right, right. Which I got to see again during Punk Rock Bowling <laughs> Rob in full force. <laughs> yeah was such a treat. Um, So at that point, Rob was on tour with Anti-Flag and Anti-Flag played at Punk Rock Bowling, which was amazing. And Anti-Flag is such a huge supporter of Punk Rock Saves Lives, which is amazing. And so watching Rob get on stage and be able to talk about Punk Rock Saves Lives during Anti-Flag set and everything like that was just like so freaking cool. (laughs)
1: I mean, it's where he
0: thrives.
1: He truly thrives, um, talking about what he believes in and his passions because he's super passionate, right? And he's good at making those connections because he's true to what he loves, like what he believes. Absolutely,
0: in. I really, I think something that I truly love and is so recognizable in in you and Rob upon first meeting you, both of you, is that you are both <laughs> truly such genuine humans. Neither of you have like, I don't think the ability to even tell a white lie. Like, I can't imagine either of you being like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you two are just, you're so genuine. You're so true to yourselves. And I, I love that because in that authenticity of being yourselves, one, it comes across as confidence, which we know is a huge topic that we talk about all of the time. Um, And I think that it's such a stellar example for other people. Um, And in doing that, and then watching you two, taking that authenticity of yourself and only, uh, I don't want to say only, but truly using so much of it to do good for other people is like so freaking cool and it's like you look at you and there's like both of you and there's not there's not a a bone in your either of your bodies that you're like that's a bad one like everything about you two is (laughs) is just genuine and truly wants to help other people and it makes me I'm so proud to know you guys and to and to be you know part of punk rock saves lives in a tiny way and it's it's really cool and I just I love you guys.
1: (laughs) Thank you. No, And we love you. And I think that's why it works out. I think our passions for what we believe in, and that goes with you too, is matched. So it makes sense that we are running with the things that we're running with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about what you and I are working on because I'm so excited. So we just officially at the beginning of December launched this, which was big and scary um, because we've been working on it for the majority of a year. Um but someplace images and punk rock saves lives are putting on a women's conference. Yes, in Miami. Yes. <laughs> so originally this was like brought up as a joke in my someplace boudoir community. What I had posted some I think it was like a food post. It was talking about like chicken wings and french fries and and kind of like I want to say that the post generally, as many posts in that community are, was talking about, like, eat what you want to eat and be able to do what you want to do and don't, you know, hold back on, like, treating yourself to, like, some really good yummy food every once in a while just because society tells you you can't or it's, quote, unquote, too fattening or blah, 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 bullshit. So. I think that so that was like what the post was about, and then one of our community members, Annie Cordy, I actually know exactly who it was, was like, "Oh my gosh, we should do a giant Someplace Images sleepover." So yeah. I was getting on a plane, shocking. And Tina texted me and was like, "Uh, so I have an idea." Yeah, she <laughs> was do it. like, she was like. I think we should do a giant someplace in Missouri sleepover. We could do it as like a conference. We should do it, all this other stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. I'm getting in a plane. I'll go on airplane mode. We'll talk about it when I get off. And Tina was like, great. So I get off my plane and I turn yes. my phone back on and I have like, 26 text messages from Tina and she's like, okay, so I've narrowed it down to these three locations. This is what mm-hmm. we're looking at. I'm pretty sure that this hotel will work for us and I've already set up a meeting with Dakota who's our assistant so that we can get on on, on Zoom and start planning all of this other stuff. Um, these are the sponsors that we're looking at and this and I was like, oh my god, I Tina. I <laughs> can't
1: be left alone. You went on a plane. like
0: <laughs> <laughs> You can't be left alone. It's I can't be left true. alone. My brain went wild. <laughs> Your brain went wild and planned and like 80% of our conference in a three hour stretch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of. <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, so the women's conference is October 6th through the 9th in October, 2022 in Miami, Florida at the Palms hotel, um, right on Miami beach, which is Absolutely gorgeous. So Tina and I decided if we were doing this, we had to like go check it out by ourselves. Um, so we both flew to Miami in August to go stay at the palms, and, oh, my god,
1: <laughs> There's, I've never been in a place that just fits like their style is just so there, like and it, oh yeah, you don't feel like you're in Miami. It's like a weird concept. it's it,
0: it's it's a really weird. it feels very foreign what did I oh I I kept like we were walking around and the whole time I was like I don't feel like I'm in the United States I don't feel like I'm in the United States and I finally was like it reminds me of Egypt and I think probably honestly it's more the like Cuban influence that comes into Miami but that like tropical slower like way of life with just like using palm fronds as every bit of decoration right, and everything, They're fans, their fans, um, their lobby, their color choices, everything's like pinks and oranges and bright and bold. And like, so that's so very Miami, but like, oh my gosh, the stonework. And, and then, and that's just like walking into the hotel, much less like walking.
1: Like when you're in the lobby. Yeah, that's
0: in the lobby. And so Tina and I were both like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, And then they just have, you know, everything that we were looking for. They have all these beautiful conference rooms. We're going to have so many amazing speakers and just all, all of these different, People and vendors and philanthropy events. Obviously, we'll have Punk Rock Saves Lives there to get people signed up for the Bone Marrow uh, donor list and be able to do so many other things throughout the weekend. Um, But so much is also based around like, what are we eating (laughs) and how good is this food going to be? And we're super excited. So, we're also going to be offering self-defense classes we're going to be offering we're going to have like obviously like events and mixers and parties multiple reasons to dress up so I, I really want to le- like let's talk about Friday night of the conference because that's like kind of all you being like oh, yay <laughs> yeah it's all us so we're
1: doing a like a punk rock night and we will have I've been talking to some amazing female bands so I'm we will so actually excited. have Yes, we will actually have some wonderful female punk rock fans performing that night. And it will be a show for us, which I think is something that you don't get other places, like a nice intimate show um, with your lady friends. And you don't have to worry about any other guys getting in your way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So yeah, Friday is going to be our our badass night. And that's like, we we really want people to feel like Tina said, like in a safe space and being able to like, honestly, a a big part of this is dress however you want. And that's like such a powerful thing that I think that a lot of women don't get the opportunity to do, especially in this way of like, Badass night. So while we were at Punk Rock Bowling, there was a day yeah. that we wore we all wore fishnet tights and like little booty shorts. And it was great because it was like ninety-seven degrees outside, legitimately. Um, yeah. <laughs> An actual ninety seven degrees outside, not, yeah. it, it not
1: was, I never thought it could be so
0: miserable in um September, but I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> it's very hot. But we there were just so many people again being at Punk Rock Bowling, everybody was so non-judgmental. Like and and people just kept coming up to all of us and being like, You guys look amazing and like yeah. you look so cute. And Tina was legit wearing like frilly booty short underwear. <laughs> yes,
1: I was. I like the little like back in the day, like with the bow on the back. Yep. Yep, with
0: the bow in the back. Um, and it was just so amazing. And so we really want that Friday night focus of the conference to be able to be, like, wear your fishnets, wear your, like, yes. pleather booty shorts, and be able to, like, be as big of a badass as you want. Wear those shoes that, like, you never get to wear that, like, sit in your closet with the studs on them, and you're like, oh, I need an opportunity. Here is the right. opportunity. <laughs> this is this is the
1: opportunity to feel as badass as you want to and whatever that is to you. Like, truly, Whatever that looks like. Do you have that leather jacket you have no reason to wear? Um, Leather leggings are super in right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They are everywhere. And that's like
0: like the best part is you can wear what you want. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which is so exciting. (laughs) I think that there's not enough opportunity for women to just feel comfortable like that. And wear honestly, whatever you want. I think that that's such a, we, we are so used to our culture of being judged Mm -hmm. for what we wear. And I'm so excited. I mean, on so many levels for this conference, but truly both Friday and Saturday nights, we'll just call them parties essentially are for people to get dressed up and, and feel like a frickin' million bucks and be confident in it and be surrounded by others who are going to uplift you. And I am so like beyond in love with that.
1: <laughs> I, and I, I, I look at it honestly, like these nights is my first time ever doing a um, boudoir shoot with you. Yeah. And it was a, uh, it was an ambassador retreat. It was yeah. pretty much what this is magnified by a lot of people. Yes. Um, <laughs> I <yeah.
0: laughs> truly, I mean, like, I have to say, Tina, it takes a certain soul to be like, okay, here's your first food shoot. Let's do it in front of six other people.
1: Yeah. 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 And I honestly don't think I'd want it any other way <laughs> <laughs> because that's what was special to me is I've never, um, I wasn't really good in my body at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel comfortable in who I was as a woman completely. Uh, that was a big part of my 2020s, like to explore that. And that's what that kind of gave me my jump start because I was in lingerie being catcalled by other women I respected.
0: <laughs> that is such a good way to describe it. And it, like catcalled in such a good way.
1: <laughs> it's such like a good, positive, like the only way I think I'd ever want to be catcalled in my life by other women just honestly showing how much they appreciate me and my human, like as my body. And yeah. I don't always see that. So it's like, it's you can't beat it and that's what I'm excited about to see is people dressing up in what they feel best in and then a bunch of other women going yeah you that's exactly how you should feel best in because you look phenomenal
0: yeah I'm I'm so excited for it um and then so Saturday night of the conference is going to be a little bit on the flip side which is going to be bougie night (laughs) uh so like think glam and sequins and like and maybe you don't want to wear sequins like maybe glam for you is a slinky black dress like totally here for it um and we're super excited that is the night okay so the other thing that happened within this whole original post thread was talking about having a queso fountain (laughs) Yeah, we're a, in love. A fountain of queso, which I think sounds like a great idea. And Tina thinks sounds like a great idea. So Magda from Amber Goddess Designs is also one of our co-conspirators on putting all of this together. Yeah. And Magda is like, do you want me to show you 35 videos of cheese fountains toppling over? And we're like, no. sure, you can, but we're still having a cheese fountain. Well, we believe we're going to do it right. We Not are going to do it right. And I'm so yeah. excited. And so and what was again great about being at the palms the food was amazing amazing the i mean the drinks were amazing that we had we sat down and had a charcuterie board that was like out of this world we had yeah. uh, like just the whole experience of being there we were so in love with and both of us i think just felt really relaxed there even though we were obviously there on like a business trip um and you know scouting out locations and but you walk through the doors there, and it's just like this sense of like, oh wow, and that's so what I want to be able to provide for everybody and have like this amazing experience, and and then we have it like we're just talking about parties, like not even the like fun amazing stuff. Um, I think a big one, obviously, we're going to be on the beach in Miami, okay. and we have a not private beach, but like private entrance directly onto the beach in Miami, which is so cool. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they have people there um directly to help you like have an umbrella and have your own area. And that's all ours. Like it's all the palms humans.
0: Right. We also both got very sunburned while we were there. But
1: we and what's funny, I'm just gonna say like this is like a warning to anyone who's like super excited because I really am, but we got sunburned under an umbrella. Okay. He says
0: because, all right, because those, because the sand is so sparkling and white that it reflected back up onto our, at that point, very pale skin for both of us. <laughs>
1: right. right. And, 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 I didn't, got like, and I didn't even believe I was sunburned. I looked at Carly and I was like, oh girl, you look rough. And, then, <laughs> like, we get ready for a little mini boudoir session. She's like, ah, oh, Tina.
0: You're back. <laughs> <laughs> you just because we were both wearing our Amber Goddess swimwear too, and so which is very like distinctive lines. And I was like, "Oh, Tina, Tina, you have lines." <laughs> yeah, and I have like so so many, so many, and I was here for it. Let's be honest, because the beach was. Just I, I it was so nice it anyway, was it's so nice, so amazing, and just and again, like peaceful, and so obviously, taking advantage of that like beach scene um we're going to have and I feel like this is probably gonna intimidate some people a little bit, but we're gonna have like our like body positive beach day and pool yeah. party, and so being able to do that and have and encourage everybody to wear a swimsuit, I personally will always encourage any any female to wear a bikini because I think that it's a very empowering thing, especially I've heard from so many women that they haven't worn a bikini since like elementary school or middle school or anything like that. And I think that it's such a reclamation of power to be like, here's my body and it's beautiful the way that it is. And to be able to have that type of space. And again, like to be catcalled by these amazing women around you. And so we're going to have a phenomenal Beach day and pool party, and be able to have kind of like a red carpet type photo. Yes, space. I, I, I don't even know. We'll, we'll see where we set it up, which I'm super excited about. And that is, that's what I'm going to be personally photographing. I won't photograph anything else throughout the weekend because we've got so many other things going on. But I am so excited to capture an image of everybody feeling confident in their bathing suit, which I think is really cool. And obviously a big group shot of everybody feeling comfortable and confident in their bodies out next to the pool, which is so un insanely gorgeous um and I'm so so excited about it so
1: yeah yeah it is it's a perfect space for us to be ourselves in yes um and I think that's the best part is we didn't pick this overly big resort we didn't pick something where it's going to be tons of other families and things it really will like we will be the majority of people in this we will in- be the
0: majority and it's gonna be just amazing and then obviously i oh we won't spill the beans on everything but we will we'll slowly announce that as we get closer but it's it's gonna be so absolutely amazing and then obviously so what we're doing i mean not to be like here's promo about what we're doing we will be we're offering ticket sales right now our tickets are in their early bird pricing and early bird pricing just goes through the end of december and that at both early bird pricing and all of the pricing that we have even up leading up to the event can be broken down into payment plans. So obviously the further out we are being now versus you know getting into 2022 itself being able to break things down into payment plans is makes it super manageable um right. and it's going to be so much fun. So the general pricing um right now with early bird pricing is $1400 per person and that includes all of your food And the hotel for the entire time. So, like, everything's included. The majority of the classes are included. We will have paid extra classes. And those are going to be, like, like classes that the only reason they're paid is because we have to pay for materials for them. So, like, think, like, a paint and sip class. Um, Right. Or what's another one that we have that's a paid class? I'm trying to remember. We have a paint and sip class. We have a, like, vision boarding class.
1: Yes. Which is going to be
0: super cool. We have... Uh, but the majority of our classes and activities and speakers, all of our speakers will be free um, and included in your ticket. And so there's only a couple extra things for, you know, add-ons. Amber Goddess Designs will be having a VIP lingerie after party. And that's something not to miss. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm going to put that out
1: now. That's going to be probably the best like hidden gem, uh, special gem of the,
0: of the conference. Especially because it's potentially, and I don't like... It's potentially gonna be on the rooftop of the hotel, yeah, and it's gonna be so cool. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's gonna. It's like I feel like we we talk about
1: these different ideas, and then I'm like, but this might be my new favorite. I don't think we can like
0: it, it's it's perfect. It's like that. It's just like I'm so excited, and and I'm so excited because like I want people to experience watching, like, essentially a fashion show, because that's what it is, a lingerie right. fashion show, Um live, for one, and being able to see the body inclusivity that's going to be going with it, and so, and the only, the only other time I've ever seen anything like that, which is, like, not a live event, is right. when Rihanna does her Savage X Fenty oh, yes. shows, which we, uh, this year, on this year's brand retreat, um, we watched the Savage X Fenty lingerie show, and it was, Amazing. And it was just so nice to sit again in a room full of people, a room full of women that were just so incredibly diverse and diverse in all of our bodies and to watch on screen the diversity in bodies. And that was so nice. And just like... A reaffirmation of why I do what I do is to showcase all bodies and show that all bodies are beautiful, and it was right. so so amazing.
1: And that's something I'm ready for. Like I'm ready for that to be normal. This is gonna like sound fun. I'm ready for it to be normal. I'm ready for me not to be emotional about it because right. I watched it at my house and I was emotional, going, "Why isn't this how I was raised? Right? Like why?" Why right? is this not what I always pictured? And I
0: just can't wait for years from now that to be the norm. 100%. And that we're all
1: celebrated.
0: Exactly. And I think that, I mean, not to toot our horns, but you and I are, are wave makers and and people who change things like that. And I'm, I'm possibly the most excited for the conference to have other people experience it like we've been experiencing it for the last you know couple years of knowing each other and right. pushing pushing our friends and pushing each other and pushing you know the communities that we run to be that inclusive and to show bodies and to show you know everything like this and i think that it's such a a powerful thing that potentially until you partake in something like that you you can't quite fully no. grasp and it is it's really cool and i'm so it, excited it like opens a can of worms in like the best
1: possible way cuz i never truly um noticed I guess like we're all in our own little movie right we're all like the center of our own little story exactly and now when I'm out and about and I see a woman rocking whatever she's rocking like I feel the need to let her know she looks fantastic and like it's that moment of I like to say like the drunk girls in the bathroom always having your back oh Um, Oh, but like in the middle of the day of a work day like at lunch at a store at Walmart like that's yeah. It should just be more out in the open and not right. just in our ladies' like bathroom.
0: Exactly. I yes. I mean, I I I feel like if we really could just take that like bar bathroom energy that we all as ladies have. <laughs> we yeah. walked in and somebody is like, somebody's in there and you're like, you look amazing. And they're like, girl, you look amazing. Like that is that's the energy we need all the freaking time. <laughs> For everything. Because the more we lift each other up, the more
1: we're going to be in this where that's just the normal. Like, it's the normal to celebrate each person as they are. Right. And not to have to feel any, like, negativity about it.
0: I 100% agree. So... I'm so excited. I just, I can't, I can't even put into correct words how excited I am about this conference and for it to be both with Punk Rock Saves Lives and Someplace Images Amber Goddess Designs. We're going to have so many other amazing, small women-owned vendors there. Tina has managed to get us some really cool sponsorships, um, and it's going to be amazing. Is that Walter? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, they- Any noise outside and my dogs are um, ready to attack.
0: (laughs) Please, please tell our listeners just a little bit about Walter. I think it's relevant.
1: (laughs) Walter, I mean, Walter should be the
0: spokesperson for everyone's life. Um, (laughs) He
1: really should. Walter is a little corgi and he's named after my grandfather, which is really appropriate because they both have the same personality. And he is the most loving, like he doesn't, his whole life is to love and be in the moment and be so present. That he like ignores everything else. <laughs> his brain spits fires and like the moment he meets you, you are his new favorite person on the planet. Yes. Um, like to the point where he's like, you don't know him and he's in the bathroom with you, wondering why you want him out. Like he's, I'm there now, I'm your best friend, let me be there with you right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> At every moment of like and like that's just who he is. We go on walks and he expects every person to like say hello to him. And when they don't, he sits, pouts, and stares them down. <laughs> because he just expects everyone to know that he's there to love them.
0: <laughs> I love it. Walter should be the spokesperson for everything.
1: I do. I like to say all the time, like, what would Walter do in this moment? He would just love every second. Like, there's no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just happy, just...
1: happy little corgi butt. <laughs> yeah, happy corgi and, like, no fear. I like that. Um, there's no fear about him. Um, and like, he's so easy to like, be okay in any situation. Like he gets super excited and he misses, like tries to jump on the couch, misses, hits it. And then he looks at the couch, like couch, what did you do? Wasn't <laughs> him. Cause he was so amped. And then he just jumps up and everything's cool. But it's like that moment of looking like I am, uh,
0: couch, <laughs> couch. This is your fault. <laughs> you moved, not I. <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. I love it yeah. so
1: much. It's the energy I wish we can all go into this new year.
0: <laughs> I I truly agree. Like just love so hard on other people and think you are great. <laughs> and that other people should love on you all the time. <laughs> right. Yes. You should just love. And like
1: he does, he loves his sisters with his entire, Um, we have multiple, we have four dogs. Yes. <laughs> um, Little out of control. And he loves his sisters with his entire being. And I've never seen, like, dogs really just that, like, aren't, you know what I mean? They weren't from the same litter. They're very different dogs. I got them in right. different, like, states yes in my life and in actual states. And he is over the moon about them. Like, the moment they move, he wants to cuddle. He wants to love them. He's looking their faces constantly.
0: <laughs> Walter is a lover.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: he, he is. And we could all benefit from being a little bit more like that. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I know I got distracted earlier when I was talking about pricing, so I should probably finish that thought. So early bird pricing goes through the end of December. Um, which is $1,400. And then starting in January, pricing will bump up to $1,600. And that is through, I want to say, April for the conference. And again, so everything is being able to be split down into payment plans, which is a huge thing that Punk Rock Saves Lives did for us, which thank you. Punk Rock Saves Lives is running our ticketing. So that is fantastic. And here's the other thing that I'm super excited about is how our rooms are going to be, which is sleepover style. <laughs> which is the best. Yes. <laughs> so I have done this at every retreat that I've done so far as someplace images is that I, if you don't have people that, you know, we're going to put you with people um, and we're going to be able to find people who are going to fit well for you and put you in a room together. And so yes. it's, it's so nice, and so sleepover style will be four people to a room. We're obviously gonna have like, okay, you know, are you a light sleeper, a heavy sleeper, you know, different things like that. So it's gonna be super nice to to put people in in the right room together, and nice. hopefully have people be able to make new friends if you don't have friends that are already going with you. Um, and so, and it's, it's super powerful because again, we were talking about last year's brand retreat and I put Tina in with Alex and, yeah. and they had only met, I th- I really feel like it was what, about a month and a half prior to that. And we only met once. Like that's the thing. So like we right. um,
1: were brand ambassadors. We, I, I don't even think I knew I was going to room with her. And we just realized we were both in Denver. So we went and got tacos. Like that's as close as we knew each other. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so I put Tina and Alex together. And um, Tina and Alex are best friends now. (laughs) I don't know what my life would be without her. Um,
1: Absolutely. We just went to drag queen bingo last night.
0: (laughs) Drag queen bingo. Yes.
1: (laughs) It was everything I wanted and more. And I have
0: all of the things to match their outfits because they were on fire. (laughs) <laughs> That's fantastic. I I want drag queen bingo in my area. I don't know if that exists. I should look. You um, should look. I've had it in every state like every town I've lived in except for like weird are in
1: West Virginia, which makes sense. And it's 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 incredible and wonderful and the best bingo experience I've
0: ever had. <laughs> I love that so much so much so okay so let's talk a little bit about you Tina as the wonderful amazing phenomenal human that I know who is an inspiration to so many people obviously for many reasons that we've already talked about for Punk Rock Saves Lives for being my co-conspirator in this conference yes. or you know so many different things and um, but I want to talk about so the the couple of questions that I have for everybody on the podcast because I think that they're very relevant for everybody is is kind of talking about our own journeys with self love um and kind of how we've moved forward in loving ourselves and so you mentioned earlier that focusing on yourself in 2020 and reclaiming a little bit of your womanhood. So my my first question is, like, what ha, was or, like, has been a really big, like, turning point in your self-love journey? I, again, like, think you're, like, one of the most authentic people ever. And I love, um, I, I would like you, because it's December, Tina Rushing, what are you wearing today? <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: today I'm in my um, Christmas uh, Coca-Cola sweater. And it that. has like white fuzzy balls on it. It's the most, it's my, it's my favorite. I honestly would wear it every day if I could. <laughs> um, But she's pointing that out. Cause in December I am in a different Christmas outfit. Cause I have enough to like do two December's worth of Christmas things every day. <laughs> and I love it so much. So much. Um, and then I have my Chuck Norris Christmas t-shirt sweater that says,
0: I'm going to deck your halls." <laughs> I love it. I just, and I wanted that, like, introduction for anybody who doesn't know you, that, like, Tina is, Tina loves Christmas. (laughs) I love, I love holidays, but Christmas is my fave. (laughs) You love holidays, and I love it. And Tina is, like, like, so, I don't want to say quirky, because I, but I, I think that that's kind of the right word, like, I. I think it's the best, yeah. I think it's the best word. And I I don't like the negative connotation of quirky. Like, I mean only in the positive connotation of quirky of like, you would look at Tina and be like, I just want that amount of confidence to wear yeah. all of these things that bring Tina such joy. And so I think yeah. that's that's a that's an important preface. And me as your friend, knowing that it's December, so you are obviously wearing a holiday sweater of some variety, if not yeah. a full holiday dress and stockings and the whole nine yards. Um, and so I think that a lot of that ties into that question of like, what has been a turning point in your self-love or, and or even confidence journey? So.
1: Yeah, and like I guess I'll even start with I've been very fortunate. Like this is the weird like caveat is I haven't had a lot of. um, I feel we all look at ourselves and we look in the mirror and we're like, eh, and then like you look back and you're like, man, I rocked it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And the past couple of years, I've really just owned the fact of who I was, and I honestly think that um, I'm very fortunate. I was in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I always have owned my clothes. Like I, I, I always have been the kind of person where I'm like, I will wear striped, sparkly tights with a plaid shirt and be, or a flowered thing, and be like, this is me. And I don't think I ever realized that was just who I was as a human being. And I, that's why I'm, I'm cool with quirky. I like taking those things that kind of have a negative thing, and like just saying it is me. Like during fall, I am a pumpkin spice legging wearing boot person with scarves, and I'm like, I am proud to be basic in every way when it's fall time. Here for it, like that is me. And I I just had someone tell me I was quirky uh, a couple months ago and I looked at them and I was like, huh, and it felt weird to me. And then I was like, no, you know what? I am, I am. And I'm happy about it, but it's under those clothes. And it's that like inside voice where Mm -hmm. I've struggled heavily in the last decade, probably. I, when I was, um, young a young 20 something, I lost the ability to have kids and I, it took what I felt for a little while, um, as like being a woman, right? Like that's your, even if you didn't want kids, like that's your one, right. that, that's what makes you a lady <laughs> Yes, in my y- young brain. And I didn't feel that I didn't tech- really love, um, who I was in my own skin, I could put anything I wanted on that and I'd be kind of okay, right? Or I'll ignore. Um I was really good at throwing myself into everything, which I still do, but now I kind of I can be in my own skin while I'm working really hard. Right. Um and I wasn't doing that before. Um and that's why I really wanted to be an ambassador with you because I joined this boudoir group of women who actually looked like they felt good in their human being. Yeah and love themselves and I that's like a crazy that was a crazy concept to me and I like liked who I was um as a human about like community standards and being a friend right and those kind of things but not like just as a a being in the world right
0: which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with and don't really talk about
1: right and I it's like one of those things right that you don't think of um and then when you're like watching other people be authentic to themselves like truly you're like oh I'm not right (laughs) I'm I'm really not I mean yeah I wear um during Christmas time suspenders with Christmas
0: lights on them (laughs) but
1: (laughs) and I started doing that like while I was working at a bank so that was good
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I still I mean you've told me about banker Tina and my brain still just doesn't I, I feel like one of these days you
1: have to meet my friend Colin because he would always be like, oh, Tina, that's too much." You went, Tina, Tina. Like I, one day, I, it was raining and I couldn't find an umbrella, and I had an umbrella hat in my car, so I put that on and like walked in, and he was like, "Tina,"
0: <laughs> which is what, what I love about you. <laughs>
1: yeah, was like what? What are you doing? And I was like, "I did you want me to be wet?" <laughs>
0: I don't understand. I also just, it's just the, it's the casual, like I had an umbrella hat in my car. That is also like the most Tina statement of Tina statements that I know. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. I actually don't even know why I did have an umbrella hat in my car. Like I look at it and I'm like, it just was there.
0: (laughs) It just existed. It's fine. Right.
1: It was just in my car next to my um, balloon animal supplies. And like, I I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. We're gonna uh, right.
1: I, mean, I mean, but that I think that's all part of it, right? Like it's those moments where I can be pretty much me, but in my head I am not always great, right? I'm not right perfect. Um I've people on the outside from my whole life have probably said, oh no, I mean that's Tina. That's just Tina, that's who she is. And I'm like, yay, that is, but like I don't really always like myself. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think that we all really, really struggle with that. And I think that it's been, it, it's, again, it's not something that people really talk about. And I think that that's the hard part is that, you know, I, I I, think you're correct that people look at you and they're like, that's Tina and that's who she is. And she's is so confident in all of this other stuff. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we always feel it on the inside or feel comfortable underneath those clothes or, right. it, or it's just specifically in our own skin. Um, and that's a lot of that. I mean, like you were saying and having, you know, the ability to have kids just taken away from you is even if you wanted, didn't want, you know, all right. of that other stuff. And it's, it's, you know, so much tied into what we're pushed to as women as like oh you need to be a mother and you need to like that's ground into our our brains from young childhood and then I it's it's all about that family right exactly everything is about family and everything about is you know when you grow up and are you gonna have you know a husband and two kids and a dog and a white picket fence and all quote-unquote the American dream and I just don't think that a that that's mostly realistic anymore and b that that's not really a a a good I don't even want to say like thing to try and get ourselves to be I think that that it's well it's very antiquated in so many ways of you know being a housewife and doing these other things and and yeah it
1: goes back like and I um it, it just goes back to that back in the day that's what that's all we were there for right right we were there to be a mother, to be a wife, to have a household. And that's great, right? Like that's a beautiful thing to be able to have kids, to have a family.
0: Right. And and for some people and 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 we'll preface with this, for some people, that is one hundred percent what you want, and that is so good because that's what you want and that's okay. But if it's not what you want, want breaking that mold. You don't have to be that person. You don't have to be, you know, a housewife and a mom and different things like this. But I can understand that in your early twenties, having that identity that's been pushed onto you as a woman being taken right. away is, yes. is yeah and
1: a struggle. It, it, it's weird it really is cuz i never um and there's something i'm sure we'll talk about in other things and other stuff about me cuz i have a weird background but like i never really wanted to have kids cuz my mom had a mental illness mm-hmm. and i never wanted to make that continue cuz i'm pretty sure it's like a genetic thing so right i mean like we have those things right and i knew that from the time i was in high school right But the moment it was taken away and it wasn't my choice, and I think that's the biggest thing, it's your choice. Yes. When it wasn't my choice anymore, I still think, I still get sad about it. I see friends have kids, and in my head, I'm like, I know that's never, I'm happy where we are. That's never something I need. Right. But I get sad, right? Yeah. Because it's not my choice anymore. And it's taken away, and I think that was the big thing of, I kept feeling like all these things with my body wasn't my choice anymore. Right and I just kind of left it there. I was young, and I didn't know, th- these things we weren't talking about in um, whatever time that was, what, <laughs> uh, 2011,
0: I was, gonna, I was gonna say, I was like early
1: 20 uh, yeah. teens. Yeah, my brain like stopped working. I was like, how old was I? Where was I? Um, <laughs> and it was like in that time where we weren't Talking about body positivity, we weren't talking about a lot of women's things, I mean, sure, there's always like that women empowerment, but it wasn't wasn't the same. The internet was still like newer face like myspace just ended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, myspace just ended. you're correct like, that's where we were in this time frame. I didn't have a like I had a
1: laptop for school, but like in my internship, I didn't have a computer anymore. I had my phone. It did not do as many nice things as it does now. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and I think that's the benefit of having these online communities because we can start talking about the stuff that's in our heads. Yeah. And to know that we're not alone and that we can actually start saying it. Cuz like even when I wrote my application to you, mm-hmm. even when I wrote my application as being an ambassador saying, I don't feel like I'm a woman all the time. I don't feel um fe- I don't feel sexy in my skin, which I think everyone should. And I don't feel Like, I don't appreciate my body for what it does because it doesn't do everything I think it could. Yes. And it's those moments where I was writing it out. And I even, I believed it then, right? Like, I believed it on the surface level. That's what I wanted. And then over the past year, I was more active in um, the Someplace Images community. Yeah. And I realized I didn't even know what what I was needing until being active with other women and being able to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. It's having lady friends that you can actually say stuff to. Yeah. And to be open about and to find people who've been there with you or they understand where you feel and talking about how they feel in their bodies. And you're like, wait, that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we, we keep so much in because we're like, there's no way nobody, anybody else can feel this way. It's just me. It's right. just me. It's just me. And it's, truly not we are truly not alone in especially again so much of this is just ingrained into our brains from the time that we're kids like I you know I've talked about how Gen Z is is so lucky because of their access to the internet and their access to other people and other cultures and other everything because they can see other people like Gen Z is like wildly themselves and I'm envious like I wish oh gosh I wish I had been who I am now as a teenager like I can't even imagine how different my life would be if I could take this this person who who knows who they are and who has spent a lot of time finding that a lot of time working on that and I'm not going to you know discount myself for that but I think that The the communities that Gen Z has because of their access to even, let's say, TikTok and Instagram and and being able to use platforms like that and Facebook, though they're like, Facebook's for old people. Um, It's fine. I'm old. I'm okay with that. Um, (laughs) But being able to have those type of communities and then and have conversations with strangers about these things. Right. Like Gen Z is rocking it.
1: Yeah, because we didn't have that I mean what we had when we were younger um is like an AOL aimed chat room right yeah. like that's which yeah. is a crazy concept to think because it's like that's what kind of Facebook is but like on like but in a broader community like oh yeah form, right yes um so like we like started those little things but I I would love I always think and I see people like say oh social media or our connection to the world is like really like hurting things and I don't think that's the f- True. no I think there are moments yeah we could be a little less disconnected we could be a little less connected because there's like some things that are so crazy because we're so in tune but also we know so much more now we're Correct. able to not feel alone from people who are like in a different country than you
0: absolutely and, and we have access so, so important
1: right yes yeah um and i couldn't like i think about it all the time um like i said my mom um had a mental illness and if i had the tools i have now i would not have been as angry with her for the majority of my life because i would have understood right and even when i was younger i my like my my grandparents kept going she's sick tina like she's sick like you have to and i like i understood that concept on a like very kid level
0: (laughs) right 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 but I think but as as kids like in in your brain sick is you know you're in the hospital you're going to the doctor you broke your arm you you know that's what that's what let's think about it in the way of that's what children's books show you right and that's sick so like you you have you have the thermometer in your mouth like that's sick not not mental health not Not, you know
1: it was a different the stigma was real back then very real. Well. Real today. But like back then it was a totally different world. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is like, even in college, I took some like um, classes and that's what it was. It was classes. And it was me learning what OCD was for the first time. Cause I never heard talking about it on the phone once. Right. Right. And then going to classes and being taught by a professor. But now it's like, I went down a weird rabbit hole a couple of days ago where I was watching TikToks. Yeah. I was watching TikToks of people talking about their OCD and I cried for a day. Yeah. <laughs> because it was never she never talked to me. It was never an open thing, an open dialogue, because it wasn't open back then. Right. Right. And and now TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all these things, it's an open thing of people going, if I don't do these things, my brain tells me someone I love is going to die. Right. And that's what I needed to hear when I was a kid. Yeah. Were those things. And I, that's why I think we're in a better world with like body positivity getting there is we can yeah. talk about it. Absolutely. And we have these communities, even though um, I still will always be an advocate for Facebook.
0: <laughs> yes. Me too. Me too.
1: Because like TikTok. Yeah. That's great. You can watch videos and like comment and stuff, but like Facebook, you can actually build. It's like being in one of those like clubs in high school, but. Yes. With people from all over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that's an amazing thing. It's like going with the someplace images group or even um the punk rock saves lives, mental health community. It's thousands of people, not from your same town. Yes. But have the same needs and wants and beliefs that you do that you get to interact with every day.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. Okay. So my second question yeah. is. So what books or media or people have helped you specifically most in your journey with your body and, and coming to like terms and acceptance and doing different things like that. Tell me more about that.
1: Okay. So, I mean, this is not just because I'm talking to you right now, but <laughs> you were probably my biggest influence to start this whole journey.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Um, I, I, sorry, don't cry. Um <laughs>
0: It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine.
1: (laughs) It it is fine. It was your openness and want for other people to feel beautiful and to feel good in their skin and to love themselves. That made me want to be an ambassador in the first place. It made me want to be part of the community. It just talking to you on a regular basis. Like we're friends. Talking on a normal chat, just about life in general, it's inspiring and amazing. So that really started That truly started my journey into, like, self-love and to believing in myself. And then I go to um, being in, like, this music world. And honestly, it's not a, like, a famous person that's helped me. Um, Because, like, I I believe so much that you will be famous, my friend. But um, it's seeing people in, like, in the punk world. Just being true to themselves and me wanting to really feel what that feels like. My husband and I, we met and got married on the Flogging Molly Cruise.
0: Which I love so much.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing experience and I highly recommend. It's like a weird family reunion every year.
0: It's so great. It's
1: It's so great. It is. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, about our conference, about like uh, a pool day. Being on the deck of a Flogging Molly Cruise, you're going to see men in Speedos. And I mean, like, men in matching Speedos with, like, a matching head dress thing. I love that. There was a guy that, like, he wore, like, one of those wrestling masks that matched his Speedo. I love that. Majestic. And I mean, it's people like that who are themselves. And it's all genders. It's a wonderfully, truly amazing, awe-inspiring thing of you wear what feels great for you. There's a guy that wears, like, a squid hat. His name's Andy. He's incredible. A squid hat with a tutu pretty much the entire time. <laughs> I just love this. <laughs> yes. And that's who he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's who he is in a in an outfit being himself, like loving his life. And that's what all these people um I first went on that cruise in 2016, 17, something like that. And it was so inspiring to see normal people being themselves
0: yes yes
1: and that's what's inspiring to me I feel like it's easier for someone to talk about it in the mainstream like I love pink I will always like her oh, I love and her I will much. always look up to her as a human right yes but it's also like for me it's more inspiring to see my neighbor right killing it and me going if she can do it I can do it yes because we're we're a normal like we don't have a bunch of people working for us we don't have a bunch of things doing things and that's what really inspires me is people who are true to themselves, feeling it. Um, and I'm really thankful the punk community gave that to me. I love that as a good building block. Oh yeah, I I highly recommend it. It's like what you witnessed at Punk Rock Bowling, but you know, like on a boat.
0: In the on a, on a boat. And I I mean, we, we know I love boats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, it's my I did yes. indeed. I did indeed work on a cruise ship for two years. <laughs> yes, yes, you <laughs> did a and whole you have a whole other thing, and I feel—I feel like maybe I should just do a whole podcast about ships. Um, you probably should.
1: It's a weird experience. You should. It's—it's
0: it's such a weird experience. It's such a—it's such a unique experience being in—in—in in, in the way of you know crew versus you guys were being guests, but very different. And it's a lot of, a a lot of melding of of cultures and ideas and things like that on ships. But we know a, we know I love a good ship, so. <laughs>
1: I I could not um, recommend going on. I like a, and I I like a normal cruise. Like, right? I, I've done normal cruises, and that's great. If you are fully in, they're awesome and amazing.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, but there's something about being on a music cruise because not only do you have like diversity in people from all over, but you have that same common interest.
0: Oh yeah, it's huge.
1: So it is it, it's, it's huge, and it's weird, and I mean it. Like um, like we've mentioned, Alex, she was never a punk rock person. <laughs> Yeah. She tells me that all of the time. And she's now learning, like meeting more and more of our people. And so have you. Um, yeah. And it's pretty amazing. It's like an amazing, like we love each other and we believe like in this one love atmosphere. Um, and it's a beautiful concept and it's all because of music on a boat.
0: Yep. And I, I love that so much. Music on a boat. (laughs) Music on a boat. And I'm so excited. We're going again in March. (laughs) So exciting. So exciting. Okay, and then my last question for you, my Tina dear, and I know we will have another episode. I do, I want to dive deeper into on our next episode with you a little bit more into mental health and the advocacy that Punk Rock Saves Lives has for mental health. And we can speak deeper on that because I think that it's an extremely important subject, but I wanted listeners to get to know you before we dive into an even heavier subject that you and I are talking about. I get emotional about
1: it every day. And I do
0: too. And I think that, I think that there's a lot of, um, a lot of emotion and it's a highly charged topic in so many ways. And I think that, and I do, I wanted everybody to get to know you just a little bit more. And I, you know, always, I know that I'll thank you in advance for the fact that I know we will both be very vulnerable when we do have that discussion. And I, I think that, Again, that authenticity that you have and your vulnerability are, are two things that I truly love and appreciate about you so, so very much. um And I, I wanted people to to get to know a little bit of a Christmas light bulb. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I feel like this was a good little. Before you asked me that last question, I feel like you did a good little round. Like
0: this welcome, to, welcome to the world of Tina Rushing. <laughs>
1: yeah, welcome to Tina. Jumped in. We're doing a conference. It's gonna be great. Does this,
0: and then it. we're gonna talk about mental health. <laughs> <laughs> on another episode behind
1: what we deal with every day
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so my last question um and and i think that honestly this i i think i know the answer because i think that it's going to tie into mental health is what is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self
1: oh yeah 100 percent mental health <laughs> <laughs> is to be open about it is to be open with what you feel inside um younger tina didn't um I pretended to be happy I put on that facade right it's that um there was a a Paramore song that I actually just listened to yesterday uh called fake happy Mm -hmm. and it is it's everyone when I was younger looked at me and I'm pretty much they, they would say I'm the person I am today but the biggest difference is I'm open about how I feel right I don't hide it anymore Um, There was a big taboo when I was a kid. Like, I couldn't talk about my mom. That was, like, my biggest thing growing up is I lived in a really weird, not great environment when I was a kid. I had great grandparents. But we didn't talk about my mom. Yeah. Everyone saw her as a normal person, a loving mother who just lived with um, her parents and her child. But there was a reason why we did that. Right. And that's because she couldn't touch me. Right? Yeah. And we didn't talk about it. And I remember... Feeling shame and guilt and crying in a Dairy Queen telling my 16 year old boyfriend at the time that we couldn't throw something away with my mom in the building. And no one knew that to that point. I never talked about it until that point. 16 years of not being able to touch stuff, not being able to do things, um, and never talking about it because I felt shame and guilt. And now I don't, I believe that is the worst possible thing on the planet. Like I talked about the other day, I made a post and I, I, I post this because I want people to know it's okay. Yeah. I went to get a car wash and literally had a panic attack because I was in a car wash. Yeah. And younger Tina would have just not said anything about it and would have put a smiley face something and everything is great. Everything is awesome. <laughs> yes. That's not good. Like, I think we should be open with, I can be a very happy, optimistic, positive human being, which I believe I am. You are, I'm yeah. also wracked with grief. I have high anxiety. I'm still dealing with everything with my mom and losing my, and what I like to, I, I think of myself as a 30 something year old orphan. Yeah. And that's still who I am um, and what I deal with and dealing with not having kids and all of that is still who I am. And, but I'm still a positive person, but now everyone knows all of it and I'm not hiding. I don't feel like I have two lives anymore.
0: Right. And I think that that's very powerful. I guess advice for anybody who is hiding those those things, um, that there is no, there shouldn't be shame around around anything that's happening in your world that has to do with mental health or or a home life or anything like that. Um, and there is there's so much advocacy for that, and there's so many different resources and I will we will link some of those resources in the show notes of, you know, anybody who needs access to um, mental health or therapy or different things like this. And I know Punk Rock Saves Lives has so much going on and so much advocacy within their community or your community and and being able to to move forward with that. And I think that that's such solid advice, even for anybody now, not just your younger self. Um, but I think that not having that two lives and not hiding things and not, not being afraid to talk about, like you were saying, anxiety. And, you know, I have very severe anxiety as well sometimes. And people look at me and they're like, no way. And it's right. just because I'm, I'm outgoing and I'm confident and I've, you know, look like I have my shit together. I, I I'll just preface this with, you know, Tina and I actually moved this podcast interview by two days because I woke up with stress hives. I I had stress hives. I woke up with even worse stress hives two days ago and Tina texted me and said, we'll move our interview. And it's okay because you just need to take a day and you need to not, not relax because we both know that that's not really a word that operatively says, you know, Oh, you know, whatever, but take a day and, and do what you need to do to rest and to, to calm yourself down a little bit. And hopefully that helps. And, and I think that, even just the open honesty of, of me saying, Oh, I have stress hives and you being like, cool, then, then let's reschedule and, yeah, let's, and, not, let's take that out. <laughs> and not, and, and, and again, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm saying this on my podcast that quite a few people listen to that I have stress hives, um, you know, from buying a house and from moving in and from dealing with my grandmother <laughs> um, and doing a lot of this other stuff. And it's the holidays and I feel like I'm behind and, but I'm not, I'm not hiding any of that from anything. And I also feel like not living two lives. And I think that that's super important. And I think that telling your younger self that is so important because so many people need to hear that, that it's okay yeah. to have those and to discuss those things. And and it, and it takes a while. It's not, it's not an immediate thing. That's not, yeah, I mean, thing. this is
1: years in the making, but I have to say the thing that I like most about doing this step for yourself and letting you be vulnerable to anyone um, is huge because one of my biggest hurdles when I was a kid is I would be crying all day. Right. Right. Or, um, and I'll just say this pretty calmly, but I was slightly suicidal at the age of 10. Okay. Right. And I felt all of these things when I was a kid and then I would throw it all away and I'd be happy go lucky. But the moment I wasn't happy go lucky for like a second in front of people, People made it such a big deal. What's wrong? Why aren't you happy? You always smile. And that's the worst possible thing for a person. Right. (laughs) It's not, I know people think it's like a coming from a loving place, but it's like, if I can't be normal for a moment and like steady and calm and have a moment in public and people attack, it's what made me not want to show anything for such a long time. Right. But the moment you start being open about it all the time, people are like, what can I do to help you? What can I support you with? It's a different right. conversation. It's not the end of the world and I'm unhappy. It's more, do you need something from me? Do you need me to back up?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And I think I think that those, it, it's it's hard because it's, it's so much easier as adults mm-hmm. for us to have those conversations or to recognize that in, in our friends, in our family, in our whomever we're around of if they're like, I'm having a really bad day, not being like, oh, you know, smile will be fine. I, I hate things like that versus being like, is there anything that I can do for you? Or, you know, do you want company? Do you want silence? Do you want all of this other stuff? And I think that those are very, that's something that I've learned as an adult. And I don't think that I had the tact to be like that as a kid. But I think that I think something that kids are really good at that we don't give them credit for is active listening.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Very active listening. And we don't really give kids credit for that because I've had even, you know, my nieces and nephews and and such. And if I'm like, oh, I'm just not having a very great day. Well, I could bring you a toy would that help? Um, maybe, but not, not really right now. I kind of just, you know, want to lay down or I want to, um, you know, just read my book or, okay, well, can I sit with you? Yes. You know, things like that. And, and kids are, are, uh, they get it because they have big feelings and they don't really know how to express them. And I think that if as adults, we continue to express our feelings that way, we're showing kids that it's okay to do that. And that's so imperative. And that, that can be, you know, any kid in our lives, obviously, you know, If we're not having our own or can't have our own or, you know, choose to not have our own, that is that's everybody's personal choice. But any children that are in your life, because I don't want to say inevitably, but for the most part, most of us have friends that have kids. And that is, you know, being around their kids and being able to be open and honest and have those discussions as well is is so important.
1: And I, I think we're getting there. I have a friend who has a lovely um, daughter that I like to think is mine because she likes theater and she colors her hair. and <laughs> I like she, it. I would say she's quirky, right? So yep. that's, I mean, we're very similar. Um, right. <laughs> and I see that in her, right? I see that in she messages her friends just to get a status check on how they are. Right. Um, and not like what they're doing. I think that's the biggest thing. It's uh, asking how someone just is and not needing anything really from them, right? Just like a status check. Are you so all right? Yes. Right? Just a little pulse check on where you are in the day. Um, and I see that and it's kind of amazing. Or I see when they've had panic attacks and they look at me and they're like, I, can- I need to move. Like, I need to do this. I This isn't good for me. I I need I need something from you. Like, I need help in this moment. And that's kind right. of awesome right and that's so important and i it, it's huge it's, and i think we need more huge. of that in our lives
0: <laughs> i totally agree with you so i'm um, tina tell our listeners where they can find you and punk rock saves lives all of that stuff I'll, I'll start with um more information about our conference can yes. be found at someplaceforeverybody.com the conference has the same name as the podcast um, because we thought it was appropriate I, I, <laughs> so, someplaceforeverybody.com um there is a conference tab at the top and that will walk you through all of the details as well as have access to tickets and and it will take you off-site to punk rock saves lives uh website for ticketing just as a heads up That's it's not, that's how it's supposed to be. Um, and so, but Tina, tell us where we can find, people can find more information about Puck Rock Saves Lives and you and all of the things.
1: Awesome. I will. Thank you so much again for having me. Of course. But also I will just make a point. I think this, um, before I talk about where you can find me and I'll tell you a bunch of things in a little second, yep. but this might be, I think this podcast is the perfect thing of someplace for everybody. Like we talk from a wide thing and this is what you can get from this conference. I can't say how excited I am enough to have the parties and be body positive with a bunch of other ladies that I love and adore that I don't know yet. But also this is the stuff that you can have and you can start working on. Like this is what this conference is for is to have meaningful conversations and to learn what we need and to have access to resources and um, teachers and things to do what we need for ourselves. And it's, it's like a treat yourself conference, right? Yes. So there's a real big reason why I believe in it and we'll probably talk about it um, everywhere on the internet and everywhere so people can understand that this is something, my journey and Carly's journey and all these things can be your journey if it's not. And yeah. if you've had a similar journey or a different, you know what I mean, a different thing where you've come far, we need you there to share with someone who's not ready yet and who needs that step.
0: Right. And I, um, I 100%
1: agree. 100%. Yeah, it's agree. it's a beautiful thing. It's exciting. And I was thinking about that as we're talking. I'm like, but this is why this conference exists. It's for our conversation right now.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> this it's is okay. it. Um, but yeah, you can find me on uh, at www.punkrocksaveslives.org We have uh, multiple things between our mental health. You can sign up to volunteer with us. You can find events. We're on Facebook. Um, please join our mental health community. And for those who really were um, listening and want to start like a therapy journey, uh, please email me and we'll put that somewhere. And she said like notes or things, but yep. you can email like info at Punk Rock Saves Lives or Tina, just make sure it's a .org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so our website is .org. But email me your email and we have um, a deal with BetterHelp right now. you can have four free sessions, a month of therapy to at least start out, to try it out, to test it out free from us. Yes. Which is huge. Yeah. Therapy is hard. It's hard to get into it. It's hard to start. And even if BetterHelp isn't your um, end plan or your end place, it's a good thing to start. I've like I will be really open when I say I have seen 13 therapists in my life. And the, and the reason for that is most of them weren't right for
0: me. Right. Right. And I think it's important to find the right one.
1: Yeah. It's a shop around and to like test it out and it sucks. But I think having um your first four sessions free is pretty great. So please yes. um find us on the internet. Send me a thing. Um, We're on Instagram as well. It's all punk rock saves lives. Um, you can yep. find us, you can volunteer with us, you can learn more about our mental health, you can become a bone marrow donor, you can learn how to help your community. And we can try to make the world a little better place.
0: And I love it. I love it so much. And Tina, I love you.
1: Ah, I love you. And I'm like, I, I can't even say I'm. thank you so much for having me. And I really hope everyone who listens to this, I see in October.
0: Yeah, so excited. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tina. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Someplace for Everybody. If you loved this episode, would you mind leaving me a review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the show? If you're looking for a community to love on you and support you in your self-love journey, come join our all-gender Facebook group, Someplace for Everybody, which can be found in the show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Until we meet again, be kind to yourself.